0: Again, everyone, and welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, thirteen fifty on your AM dial. on your fm dial spreading the truth of the catholic faith to the new york city metropolitan area please be sure to download the veritas catholic radio network mobile app so that you could have access to all of our stations content not just the front line with joe and joe uh you could share that app with your friends Uh, regardless of where they may be. So you don't have to just be in Connecticut, Westchester, and Long Island uh, to listen to Veritas. You could be in Arkansas or California, as long as you have the app. So download it, share it with your friends. And finally, if you don't mind um, following Joe and I and supporting us on social media, uh, you can find us at the Frontline TV, the Frontline TV primarily on YouTube. You can find us in other places also, but YouTube primarily, like, subscribe, share, and do all that fun stuff. And today... We are very pleased and honored to be joined by A.J. Benjamin. And A.J. has a new book out from Tan Publishing titled When the Sun Frees You, A Catholic Man's Journey of Healing from Same-Sex Attraction. So Joe and I say all the time, we're going into the breach, and this is a topic within which we're going into the breach, but it's an important one, and we're happy that A.J. has decided to join us here and have a conversation. Now, some of you may... Uh, be familiar with AJ. If not, I'm a brief introduction. Uh, AJ Benjamin holds an MA in counseling with a concentration in Christian counseling from Franciscan University in Steubenville, Ohio. He's been a public high school English teacher for over 20 years and an adjunct college professor for 13 years. He is an active member of his parish where he runs a successful men's ministry. In his spare time, he maintains a website that ministers to men with same sex attraction uh, that website is the silent night with a k the silent net. and the great joy of his life however is being married to his wife of nearly 20 years and being a father to three wonderful children aj benjamin welcome to the front line with joe and joe
1: thank you for having me it's an honor
0: to be here it's our pleasure thank you aj and with that i'm going to hand it over to joe In
1: the name of the father son holy spirit amen amen uh we'll start with a prayer, uh AJ, because we always start with the prayer. Uh remember, O oh, Most Gracious virgin Mary, virgin Mary, never was it known that come, anyone who anyone sought your help or protection. sought your intercession was left unaided, inspired by this confidence. confidence we fly unto you, O virgin, virgin, a virgin's our, our mother. To you we come before come, you we, before stand, we stand, sinful and sorrowful. And sorrowful. O Mother of mother the Word incarnate, despise, despise not, our not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer answer us. us amen amen aj before we get into the conversation i just want to say i mean you're a very courageous person because this book goes against all the narratives of the culture everything everything um you know to be truthful with you and i have a lot of respect for what you did and what you're doing um currently, I mean, working with, you know, same-sex attraction ministries. I mean, it, it it is something that we have to see more of. It's clearly something that is affecting both our society and our church, and you are a brave voice in it. So I first want to say that um, I, I really have a lot of respect for you, to, and and we're very, very happy and pleased to have you on our show. It's an honor.
2: Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and, and the forum, because there's, there's, uh even even, even among Catholic media, they, you know, there's a lot of people that are very hesitant to address this because of the, the backlash that sometimes happens. So I, I, you guys are courageous for doing it as well. So I really appreciate the support and kind of backing each other up, the soldiers and Christ. So thank you, thank you for this opportunity once again.
0: You're, you're welcome for that AJ I, I do want to say this before we get into the conversation what what I think is important to focus on is I, I the, the, the the title of the book should be should be something that everybody should want to hear the reason why they should want to hear this conversation is because of the title the main title of the book because we all suffer from sin okay we're all we all have concupiscence when the sun frees you when the sun frees that's really what we're talking about here, and obviously we're talking about your journey um, and everything that you've been through. This is a le- this is a question, for the, or this is a, a lesson for everybody who's suffering from anything, and that's why it's a universal conversation, even though it's going to be targeted in a specific way. But we have to remember it's when the sun frees you. That's what I'm moved by more than anything. I wanted to say that, but let's let's get into it. I'm going to hand it over to Joe.
1: You know, it's just to piggyback off that, Joe. I mean, when you talk about sun frees you, I think. The- the underlying problem here in the culture is people immediately will say free you from what there's nothing wrong with this desire you see that's the problem right. you see the under like right now the narrative of the culture is wh- well love is love there's nothing wrong with that desire but from a biblical perspective whether you're catholic or not there is there is it's in Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, and we don't deny the reality of this attraction. Talk about that. I think that's a good place. Then we can get into, you know, the feelings that you had, AJ. But like talk about that narrative, because people see nothing, even to be honest with you, Catholic people. I've heard it out of their mouth. They'll yes. say, oh, it that's not my business. You know what I'm saying? They want to get married. Let them get married. You know what I'm saying? People will say i have no problem with that. But clearly, there is a problem. It's a sin. It's a sin. What's your yeah, thoughts on uh, that?
2: Well, you know, and, and this is when when I originally, I, uh, when I was going to publish the book, I actually gave the book out to friends, uh, most of whom uh, did not struggle with same-sex attraction, and the feedback that they gave me was ultimately the the in discussions with the publisher we decided not to go with was to not have same-sex attraction in the subtitle at all they said when they read the book that it was something that really could apply to any man or anyone who was on the christian journey and the basic premise and this is to, to speak to what you just said joe uh the basic premise is uh are we born this way and okay just the way we are, or do we need a savior? What do we need to be free from, or do we need to be free from anything? And if we're saying that, yes, indeed, we are broken and we need a savior, then it doesn't actually matter what it is that we're struggling with. We know we need him to come and save us, so that's that's the main question. Are we okay the way we are, or do we need a savior? The cultural narrative is you are OK the way you are and you don't need it. you don't need a savior. And essentially, I, I, I've heard Scott Hans say Doctor Scott Hans say it. it's probably it's probably he's probably quoting somebody else. Uh, it's true. God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. And really, it is in the power of Jesus Christ that we are healed from anything, not just same sex attraction. So, can, the second question is: Can Jesus Christ do what He says He can do? And that's really what the crux of the matter is. Our identity has to be rooted in Him, no matter what it is we're struggling with. Uh, for you know, for most men, it's, it may not be same sex; it isn't same sex attraction. Uh, it may be pornography. It may be compulsive masturbation. It may be infidelity, the wandering eye, you know, uh, lusting after women. Uh, falling into sexual sin with women. That's probably the way most men go about it. But really, the the same freedom in Christ applies to everyone, regardless of what their struggle is. And there is no one anywhere in the world who is not uh, affected by sin and can say that they don't need a savior. That's my premise. That's your premise. That's what the church teaches. But that is not, as you say, what the cultural narrative is right now.
0: I always, AJ Benjamin joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Ressinello, and we're already in the breach. AJ has written a new book, When the Sun Frees You A Catholic Man's Journey of Healing from Same Sex Attractions. It's out by Tam Publishing. I'm always struck, AJ, by the same story in scripture because in my own journey it was one that hit me right in the face uh you know like 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 a like a lightning bolt is that and it's along the lines of what you said when you know the lame man is laying there suffering by the pool and saying nobody will help me nobody will put me in the pool and jesus asked the most important question that he could ask of any human being would you be made well that's that's the thing that's, that's yes. part of the problem, whether, like you said, you're talking about either uh, homosexuality, if you're talking about adultery, if you're talking about any of these things that that that, that afflict us. That is the question everybody's got to ask themselves. Would It's the same question Christ asks us. Okay, you're suffering. Would you be made well? Um, and um, uh, that's not an obvious answer. No. Nope. Uh, or else he wouldn't have asked it. I mean, what, you, 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 can you comment on that a little bit?
2: Absolutely. And again, I'll say it more generally, uh, since we're, we're talking about, you know, the necessity of, of Christ in general. Um, yeah, it whether it's anything, I know people in my life who are slaves to anger and they would rather stay angry than figure out what the root problem is and heal that anger. They'd rather cover it up and just keep living and and. and almost uh, subsisting on that, that anger, um, so just to move it out of even the sexual realm. You know, A lot of people think that's one of the things that I tell people. Well, when, when you deal with same-sex attraction, you know there's a problem. That's the one advantage to it. You know that something isn't right. So many other sins, it's easy for us to excuse it's, if we're angry. Well, that's just who I am. You know, and we, we just excuse that uh, or if we are, uh, you know, if we are addicted to drugs or alcohol, well, that's just who I am. You know, it's it's we you know if, if I'm looking at formal, don't all guys look at us and that boys will be boys, um, you know. So but 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 really, it's it's as you say, the willingness to look and and people often look at that reading and say, well, Jesus kind of asking a stupid question, isn't he? And it's like, well, no, he's not, because do you really want it from me? because let's face it we we jesus did not heal everybody he didn't i mean there, there was there, there would be records of that if he did he was selective with who he healed and for the reasons that he healed them so and why was it because he didn't want to because he loved them less no it, it was it, it was there there may have been some other things that prevented that it, it, when he goes to uh Nazareth he says he couldn't work very many miracles there because people weren't didn't want it people didn't want to get that from him so yeah he's not going to force himself you know he is he is a, a a perfect really he's a perfect gentleman uh and he he and and he is a perfect lover and he does not force himself on anybody um so yeah your question is right do you want to be healed do you want to go through
1: the steps it takes
2: to be healed of whatever is afflicting you and that is the question we all have to answer. AJ, you Absolutely. know,
1: you, what you said about like the healing of Christ, I think it has everything to do with interior disposition because ultimately, you know, it's like when you go to confession. You have an interior disposition to, A, ask for forgiveness, to, B, uh, try not to do it again, and to accept whatever penance that's given to you. It's an interior disposition. And, again, to have that interior disposition requires humility, number one. And, two, it's like someone who's addicted to alcohol. What's the first thing you have to do? You have to acknowledge it. I am an alcoholic. You see, people are not willing to, A, acknowledge it, and B, they're not humble enough to say, I am wrong. You see, that's, I think, where Christ works. He works when we're willing to do that, whatever the sin is. And a lot of people, that's where it ends. That's where the relationship with—I just wanted to say that because I think it's important. Um, and, And again, kudos to you in plain English. Kudos to you
0: aj benjamin joining us here at the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo and joe resinello we're in the breach on the veritas catholic radio network aj let's get into the uh let's get into the book a little bit when the sun frees you a catholic man's journey of healing from same-sex attraction so what when did you if you could put a root cause on it you you uh had a same-sex attraction uh what would you say the root of that was if you had to pinpoint that
2: it was a uh, ruptured relationship with my father. That is the root that you'll find that if you talk to a lot of men who identify as gay you will you will most often see some sort of a, a, a rupture there. Uh, my father was very volatile and physically abusive um, and just uh, emotionally absent but not not physically absent not a bad provider. He was a very good provider and a good father in a lot of ways, but he just could not give me what I needed as a boy. And I was more of a sensitive boy. Uh, I was not st- the stereotypical athletic boy. Uh, you know, I, from some of my interests were probably what would be considered more feminine. And he never uh, mocked or did anything wrong, you know, in that way. He never, he always was good with that. He just, but what really, uh, I think, broke it for me was his unpredictability and his anger and abuse. And that kind of shut me off from the world of men. Uh, so I withdrew more and more. Uh, I kind of was frightened of the world of men because I thought they were kind of all like him. And I didn't really see a lot of other men who were different from him. And then by the time I started seeing that, I think it had it was a little bit too late that that, that trust had been broken already. So
1: that that's what I'm saying is that the main route.
0: Thank you for that, AJ Benjamin. Joe Riccinello, I'm gonna hand it over to you. Well,
1: you you know, we've talked prior to this interview. You've never had sexual relationships with a man. Uh however, you know, like you said, you 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 felt that attraction. Um, basically what areas in your life needed to be healed? Obviously you had to reconcile this hurt from your dad. Um, that's a very common theme, by the way, we've, we've interviewed, uh, some people on the show talking about same sex attraction, one of which was Joseph Chiambra out in San Francisco. Um, you know, it's a common theme. He wrote a book about it as well. Uh, what, how did you basically resolve that area of your life with your dad?
2: Uh, I don't know that it ever got. By the way, Joseph's book is—it's uh, a hard read, but it's an excellent read. I mean, he gives you a really good overview of of the whole gay rights movement and his own personal journey. I do highly recommend the book, even though it's—it's it's, you know it is a tough read as far as. Um, you know, the, the nature and the content of it, but, you know, good writer, get lots of information from it. So um, Steve, but, but to, to ask to, I, we never really, I don't think I ever actually healed it with my dad. I really, as we did as much as we could, but I, I think we got to a point where we had a mutual respect for each other. Um, and when he died, you know, we parted peacefully. So there, you know, there, there was not a problem there. Um, so, but the way I the, the way I, I was healed was really through seeking it out through other men in healthy relationships, seeking it through other men and brothers and other father figures, uh, really immersing myself into the world of men. And at the same time, uh, through the sacraments, through through Jesus Christ as the model of the perfect man um, who was being uh, shown to me through all these other men. That's where I think the healing came from. Uh, and the root for me, if, if you wanted to, if you want me to identify a root, there was two roots: anger uh, at, as a, as, at my father and at God. And everything else um, and envy. That's the other one because I felt so. I was such a. Um, I viewed myself as such. Uh, I guess so unmanly that I, I started to be envious of other men who I perceived had what I didn't. And that's where the, the same sex lust is driven is, is to take from other men, you know, the manhood that you don't see in yourself. And, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, this is not a new concept. I read uh, St. Peter Damian's book called The Book of Gomorrah and he talks about this kind of sexual immorality in the church a thousand years ago and he actually says really surprising to me he says men who seek uh, he, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him to make it uh, a little more understandable but he said men who look to, to seek the, the flesh of other men should look at their own flesh and see what's missing so in other words, if they're attracted to other men, what's missing in you that you're lusting after other men this way? He said this a thousand years ago. So 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 even even this, this saint before, this Saint Peter Damien, the Book of Gomorrah it's called, um, and he was addressing something very similar to what we see in the church today. You know, a, a crisis mm-hmm. of homosexuality among the clergy. Um I don't know. I got a little off on the tangent there. I
0: apologize. No, it's actually very good. Fun. Uh, very interesting. AJ, let me ask you this. Uh, you talk, talking about these things, was there a moment that you could remember or like, I, I guess for lack of a better word, a breakthrough moment um, that, that, uh, that allowed you to, to, let's say move uh, again, I, maybe I'm a little unclear if you were ever away from the sacraments or from prayer, but when, was there a moment where your life changed?
2: Oh, yes, yes. At the moment, my life changed. It it was a struggle my whole life. um, But I I always was convicted of, of, you know, God's plan for human sexuality. I always remained in the church, even though I kept getting angrier and angrier with God. um, And it became more and more difficult. I guess when I bottomed at the moment when I actually bottomed out, i ended up through a strange series of events in the basilica of our lady of fatima in portugal and it was it was there i experienced a a profoundly healing confession and that's when i knew that that the sacraments do what they say they do uh confession doesn't cover up sin confession removes it um and i was healed of the anger instantly in that confession um and the rest of it, it took a while. I, I started uh, the, the, the beginnings of healing there in Fatima, and it took probably a, a good six, seven years before I got to the point where I felt whole enough and integrated enough that I could, you know, actually start to pursue marriage and things like that. Uh, so it was, it was a, that was the breakthrough moment there in Fatima and at that confession, and then uh, a gradual journey after that. And, and I also, everybody's journey is different, even if our interior disposition is in the right place. People have different degrees of healing. Some people struggle with things their whole life. Some people get it removed instantly. Some people have a combination of the two. It's just really, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, uh, a walk with the Lord and in the Lord that that brings us. the place where he ultimately wants us to be he is in charge you know our goal is not i will i want to be healed of this completely our our goal and our job is i want to submit to your will completely lord i want you to do for me the absolute best thing for me and i trust that you will do that
0: Amen. A.J. Benjamin joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. The book that he has written, "When the Sun Frees You," available from Tan Publishing. The subtitle: A Catholic Man's Journey of Healing from Same-Sex Attraction. Joe Rasinello.
1: I want to touch on something you said about your dad, and I think this is something we all could learn. uh, So I'm I'm working on this now myself because I think this is the answer, I think, to a lot of the problems we face in our society. I remember reading an obituary of someone I knew from my town. He had five children. It was a very, uh, like, successful family, athletes. They were smart. And in his obituary, he said, I won't give his name, but he said, we'll just use John Doe loved people as they were. Now, what does that mean? That means we love the person, we don't like the sin. You see, ultimately, we have to love people as they are. You see, you talked about your dad, you were different. Many people see, say, a son, you want your son to be a football player. Well, he's not a football player. You have to accept that. And you have to love him as he is. That's everybody. And and you also said something, AJ, that God loves us so much, he doesn't want to leave us there. It's the love that propels that person to change. You see, that doesn't mean you accept, say, you know, a sinful behavior, but you have to love them as they are. And it will be through that love that they change. What are your thoughts on that? Because I actually think that's the solution to our problems. Instead of fighting, we love. And it's through love that people see Christ, and it's through that sight that they change.
2: I think that, that's right on the money. I mean, uh, the early church, we, we, we've been reading the Acts of the Apostles you know, during this Easter season. The early church did not spread uh, because they were battling people. Um, they spread because they were loving people and more and more people just kept coming in and coming in and coming in. Um, and I, I I would add to God loves you as you are and where you are. And I, and I think that that's uh, a really important thing is, you know, we're not, we're not going to win souls. We may win battles, but we won't really win souls unless we are a loving witness of Christ. And, and that's a hard thing to do. I mean, Jesus commands us to love one another. I think that's one of his, you know, they say, oh, this is a hard saying, Master. That's probably the hardest saying. How do you do that? How do you love as Christ loved? I mean, we fail all the time. But yes, if we did that, we would see that that Christianity would spread, because really, Christianity is the only thing that's got anything going for it. It's the only, the only faith system in the world where God puts His money where His mouth is. You know, when we say what, what, what is, what's the, why do people suffer? He doesn't answer, but He enters it, and we see Him enter it. He answers through Christ. All the other, all the other systems of belief don't answer that. Um, You know, it's, it's God puts His money where His mouth is, and is willing to walk with us and be with us. You know, in, in the modern jargon, they, you know, the word is a company. Um, I hesitate to use that all the time. But, you know, we, we, we meet people. I think the idea behind it is meeting people where they're at and walking with them as much as we can in love and truth. You know, Amen. Can't you hit it right on
1: the head. head. You hit it right. Ro- I'm sorry to interrupt you, but nope, you hit it right on the that. head.
2: Nope. That, that it's love and truth. We have to. You can't sacrifice one or the other. You know, and as we like to beat people, out, I think as, as, you know, people in general, you know, who have a strong belief system, almost uh, default into beating people over the head, which almost never works. Um, you know, because then we're, then we're losing, we're, we're losing uh, love and we're losing, tr- we're, we're saving truth at the expense of love. And nor does it work the other way to say, well, you're okay. You know, people just need to accept you the way you are and you're just fine. Well, no. that then we were loving at the expense of truth and neither really works.
0: Well, right. I mean, I wish people would understand that. I mean, like love is another, you mentioned the company in a minute talking about an overused um, and, and usually twisted word that nobody knows what it means. I'll be honest with you, AJ Benjamin joining us in the front line with Joe and Joe. I have no, if I was just listening to the culture, I have no idea how to define love. As you said, right. as a Catholic, as a Catholic, I know how to define love. Okay, but from from the culture, what what is love? Never having to say you're sorry—that's BS. That, right. That's that's from a dumb movie. Right. You know, it's like we don't we don't even know what love is. Love grounded in truth. Now now I can understand where where we're going. Uh, we have a minute left. Comment on that. The way words like love and accompaniment and this and that—it's it, it, it's all just a big fog. It they, they don't have any real meaning uh, outside of let's say the Catholic the the, the Catholic worldview. Am I wrong? That- Oh,
2: no, absolutely. You're right. You're 100% right. Uh, and, and one of the problems is that in English, we only have one word for love, um, you know, whereas if you go into the ancient languages, there's more variety that there's, you know, eros, which is, you know, uh, sexual and passionate love, agape, all the, you know, all those, all those other words. Um, so when we say love, I mean, we see that. Uh, Especially in June and Pride Month, you see the T-shirts. Well, love is love. It doesn't matter who you love. Uh, well, okay, it's it doesn't matter who you love. It matters who you have sex with. Um, but it doesn't matter. You, yeah, you. That's true. You should love everybody. Um, equally. But yeah, we have that idea. And and the one thing I saw, uh, it was actually it's actually a Pride shirt, kind of an, like an antithesis of it. It's from uh one of St. Paul's letters. Says love is not proud, and they have the rainbow. The, the proud is rainbow, but love is not proud. It's not. It's not about pride. It's not about. It's about humility. And that's where we truly love is when we are humble before someone else. We realize ourselves and our own shortcomings and that motivates us to then reach out and, and walk with somebody else in love and truth.
0: Absolutely. A.J. Benjamin is joining us here at The front line with Joe and Joe. We're going to have to take a quick break. The book is out from Tan Publishing, When the Sun Frees You, A Catholic Man's Journey of Healing from Same-Sex Attraction. You're listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial. on your FM dial. Spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. This is a great conversation. We're way in the breach. Stick around. You're not going to want to miss the next segment.
1: Where there's Catholic radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith. Families are strengthened. Parishes and communities flourish. So let people know you're listening to Veritas. Tell your friends to tune in, and let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello. We are way, way, way in the breach with A.J. Benjamin. A.J. has written a new book, When the Sun Frees You, A Catholic Man's Journey of Healing from Same-Sex Attraction. That is out from TAN Books. Buy it from the publisher. Let's support our Catholic publishers uh, by going directly to their website and purchasing their books there. With that, Joe Racinello.
1: AJ I mean we we pretty much addressed the root of your uh, same sex attraction with regard to you know your fractured relationship with your dad but we've heard people in the culture like Lady Gaga I, I mean even for me to say that is so ridiculous that like sometimes I'm <laughs> quoting Lady Gaga as if she's like St Augustine but right, sadly right. people people look at at her at, like she is the St Augustine of our day clearly uh, that's a false understanding but uh she says phrases I think she wrote a song you're born this way uh people are now clearly uh there is no uh, let me say this and i challenge anybody out there who's listening there is no scientific evidence either way you can't find it because it's not there that's a fact that's That's correct so in your view are you born that way um and i'm interested in basically how you address that cultural claim
2: well it really it it doesn't there's, you don't have to do much work to address it because there are lots of people out there who are uh, you know, pro-gay apologists um, who have been trying for years to come up with causal links for homosexuality, for the development of homosexuality. And they have found very, very weak, weak to non-existent things. There, there's been even APA, the American Psychological Association itself, had to back off from an earlier statement that said that it was that with that it appears that you were born that way and their new statement is revised to say that we really don't know how it develops there's even a number of um, of uh, uh, gay activists out there who will be honest and say you know it really doesn't matter we want to do we want to live this lifestyle because we want to live it and we're not pushing that you're born this way um so it's uh there there is no scientific evidence uh, whatsoever to suggest that you are um and they have tried they've really tried they've set up the studies to prove that especially that the more recent twin studies that have that have been done and they have found absolutely uh, very 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 small connections if anything at all so I, I think you start to see in the scientific community that they actually are starting to back away from that line a little bit but it is very much still in the culture and in a certain sense i don't think it matters because whether you're born that way or you develop developed that way there, you know, the, the the line is: Why can't I just do what I want? Why can't I love who I want? If I'm a man who's attracted to men, what is the difference if I have sex with a man or if I have sex with a woman? So that the, the 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 shifts. There seems to be a shift in the the, the official line now. Uh, no, you may not be born this way, but what does it matter? If you are this way, then you just are this way. You have to accept to
0: accept who you are. Two things, AJ Benjamin, that that I would say. One is, um, uh, yes, I think I think we could see. We also see that same thing when it comes to the abortion issue. The argument, the truth, as we mentioned earlier, is not on. I hate to make this an us and them thing, but for the sake of conversation, the truth is not on their side. Abortion, no. those who would advocate abortion, they have lost every argument. you know, as they know it, that's why they don't even want to debate anymore. um not that they ever really wanted to debate, but they know that toe to toe, they lose the argument, therefore it comes down to this is just what we want, correct. and I think it's the same thing here, um, anecdotally, when my wife and I were in the state of New Jersey and we were registering to become foster parents, we had to sit through what I call cultural intimidation uh, classes with the state of New Jersey, okay? Where even the instructor, I thought it was very telling, and I'm bringing this up for a reason because I think you're right. Even the instructor stopped short, even though he was an anti-Catholic bigot, okay? um, He stopped short of saying they were born this way by saying the new argument, and maybe you can tell me if you've heard this also, the new argument, because again, they've lost that one, OK, is these things are set in an early age, which may very well be true. However, they go on to say, and they can't change back. Is that true?
2: Right. That's that's a very good point. Uh, certainly the predispositions are there at an the early age. Like when, when you talk to somebody who identifies as gay, they will tell you, I always knew I was different. I always felt, you know, attracted to men. I always knew there was something different about me that's a hundred percent true from my perspective. you different. All of that is, those are all valid subjective reporting. What's happening. Um, and yes, it continues in most people. Usually when you start that way, it usually does continue that way, but there are plenty of times when it doesn't particularly, uh, You'll hear this uh, with adolescents where they try it and they find they might try to have sex who they are, they experiment, blah blah blah. Um, so you 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 do have that experimentation that sometimes happens, and yes, there can be even genetic predispositions. They have found that there can be certain genetic things that happen in the womb with the hormone that would predispose a man or a woman to have. Uh, stronger or weaker attractions to the same sex, or the opposite sex. So yeah, there, there's definitely, there's definitely things that could happen. Uh, can you change it? The answer is a resounding yes. This is the part that they don't want to get. They are trying to get in the schools and, in, and even in the church to say, well, no, we don't, we, we really, we can't change that. The, the you know, that's really who you are, if you try to change that, it's going to damage you, then interestingly enough, more and more research is coming out that supports the fluidity of sexual orientation over the lifespan, that indeed people can change. They can go back and forth even without effort on their part in some cases you know certain things trigger certain issues how many times have you have? You, well maybe maybe you haven't heard but I've heard where uh, uh like a man's married for 20 years and he just suddenly decides he's gay you know after 20 years I, I don't know if you've heard those kind of stories uh well I don't think that really was a sudden decision it was probably something that was struggled with maybe in denial and then all of a sudden something happens that they have to they're faced with the reality of the fact they're dealing with same-sex attraction um so that happens you know it's not as as lock stock and barrel as people say and absolutely it can change and that's why it's so utterly damaging to uh it's really a, a child abuse really to try to tell uh, a child that they should you know embrace this transgender thing or this uh, same-sex attraction thing our job is to support these kids in their struggles and walk with them through it not to say well you have to be that way or you're there, or you're not going to be happy because let me tell you the other set of research that's coming out is that saying is that people who have the transgender modifications other than an initial, burst of happiness do not in the long run become happier so it's not working it's not even working the science is not even supporting it but yet we still push forward as if it is
0: and 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 I mean that that obviously is is a real problem. That'll be our that'll be our next conversation when you come back to the front line with Joe and Joe, AJ Benjamin, That's that, good. you can go on you can go on for you can go on for quite some time about that. Uh the book that AJ has written is When the Sun Frees You, a Catholic Man's Journey of Healing from Same Sex Attraction, Joe Restinello.
1: I want to basically because i think a lot of people don't even know what the church teaches on specifically and i want to clear that up and bridge that into a conversation on chastity if you look at the catechism um 2358 and 2359 this is what it says on chastity and homosexuality the number of men and women who have deep-seated homosexual tendencies is not negligible this inclination which is objectively disordered constitutes for most of them a trial they must be Accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity. Every sign of unjust discrimination in their regard should be avoided. These people are called to fulfill God's will in their lives if they are Christians to unite to the sacrifice of a Lord's cross the difficulties they may encounter from their condition. Homosexual persons, this is it, are called to chastity by the virtues of self-mastery that teach them interior freedom. At times, by the support of disinterested friendships by prayer and the sacramental grace they can and should gradually and resolutely approach christian perfection now i guess here's the question do you disagree with the language that it's an objectively disordered behavior behavior not an attraction the behavior and two um does this co- And obviously it constitutes a trial. It, it, it constituted a trial for you. But I think the crux of it, AJ, is this. Society cannot grasp the fact that we're all called to chastity to some degree. Single people who aren't married, married people. You can't just do anything with your wife. That's not a Catholic understanding of sex. Right. And also, if you have a same-sex attraction— You are called to chastity because sex always has to have the possibility of life. Please address how it's stated because there are people within the church, and I'm not going to name names, want to change that definition. I think it's spot on, and I think it's charitable.
2: I'll name names. I mean it it was Father James Martin. I mean he's a big proponent of that. Uh, you know, and, and he—that's his thing—is that he thinks the words of the Catechism are too harsh. And I don't remember the, the the cardinal's name. I believe he's in the German Bishops Conference, and he's another one that's advocating for changing the wording of the Catechism. That, as far as the actual wording of the Catechism, he's correct theologically, 100%. Uh, people get hung up on "disordered" uh, because, if, from a from a moral perspective, "disordered" means outside God's plan. It doesn't mean there's something more wrong with you than there is with the other but then with the other person uh, there is an objective difference between um, sex with someone of the same sex or sex with someone of the opposite sex morally speaking but mortal sin is mortal sin um, you, and you go to hell either way if you die unrepentant and i i've heard you know I, i've heard it said i think people scapegoat uh people in the the the, the in their communities to experience same sex attraction in that they'll say, well, yeah, I might be looking at porn, but at least I'm not gay, you know, or, or they'll, they'll try to use that to justify their own sins. Um, so that's the first thing it, the, 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 the disordered thing really, um, that kind of throws people off but it's that's not what the church is teaching that there's something more wrong with you than there is wrong with somebody else just that the condition is disordered um and the other thing is that chastity and celibacy if we are uh, if we're, called, if we're, if we are not married, we are called to celibacy. I mean, that, that is, whether that is a temporary condition, like waiting to be married, or we find ourselves, some people, uh, for whatever reason, may not wish to seek the healing of same-sex attraction. You know, maybe they're older, they've tried it, maybe they just, they, 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 they don't have the wherewithal to do it. They're like, you know what, I've, I've been like this for so long, I'm just going to be chased and not going to worry about trying to change and there's there's people you know that legitimately make that choice other people might try to pursue healing but we are all called to chastity some of us are called additionally to celibacy uh even married people well what happens when your spouse dies you are again called to celibacy because one of you is going to one of you is not going to make it out of the marriage you know you know like that, that that's the reality once once death comes and the marriage is over well, you again are called to celibacy and chastity as a celibate person, unless you choose to marry again. So it's not something that that is aimed specifically for people with same-sex attraction. Chastity is for the entire church, and uh, you know you talk about chastity within marriage. Uh, going back to what Peter Damien says in in his book, uh, you know, a thousand years ago, he equates. Uh, all forms of homosexuality and contraception between married people as the same thing, uh, which is really interesting in itself because that's one of the things where we've really shot ourselves in the proverbial foot as a society. Once we said that contraception was okay, well then, so is everything else. I mean, once mm. you open that door and that's what uh, St. Paul VI was trying to stop with Germana or John Paul II, try to address with theology of the body uh once you open that door well then why can't you have sex with whoever you want if every sexual act is not open to life then it is not a sexual act according to god's plan whether it's between two men or a man and a woman and or if it's between married people if it is not open to life it does not it is not following god's plan AJ, AJ, Benjamin, I want to... I'm glad
0: you mentioned that. I'm glad you, I'm glad, really glad you mentioned that about contraception, because if there's one thing that we all can do, okay, together, particularly as Catholic men in America, is to start trying to talk to people about the evil of contraception. That, Pete, you could talk about abortion all you want and, 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 uh, and gay marriage and, and all of it. The root of this rot is contraception yep. and the contraceptive mentality. All right. And if yep. you, I mean, I, I I I don't think that there's even an argument about that. But I think that in this culture, and Joe Rossinello makes this point all the time, you start talking about contraception, that goes over like a lead balloon. Nobody oh, yeah. wants to hear. Nobody nope. really. Um, nobody wants to hear it. One thing I did want to comment on is, um, and I'd love to, your thoughts on it to tell me whether you agree or not. AJ Benjamin joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. What bothers me more than anything um about uh father james martin is that somehow because i don't ever say that i'm exempt from the moral law nor do you aj benjamin nor does joe Rasinello or any other faithful catholic we will never exempt ourselves from the moral law for the sins that we commit okay i i'm i'm, I'm in need of a savior i go to confession um I, I i am objective about about my sinfulness and i give my sins to jesus I feel sometimes Father Martin exempts an entire group of people from the moral law and justifies it by by saying that we're discriminating against those people, but they're not. But no one is ex- is exempt, and I, right. and I think there is. And I'm not trying to be cheeky here. There is a pridefulness about that that I right? think is really that, that I think is really scary. Now, is that analysis off in your view, A. J. Benjamin? Not at all. Not at all. There is no special
2: sin. I, I, that's what I always tell people. You know, if people say, well, what do you, do you think that uh, you think that people, uh, that homosexuals are going to hell? I, just, I say, my answer is you may be asking the wrong person because I think if you deliberately miss mass on Sunday you're going to hell. But the point of that is that uh, yeah, there, there is no special group. You don't get a special pass because you've had certain struggles and you can say, well, you know, because I've, we've been discriminated against in the past and we've suffered, all of which may be valid and true. Um, but we don't get a, a special past. There is not a special group that is exempt from the moral law. And that really is what people like James Martin are trying to put forth. It's not a really, even though they, they say we're trying to be pastoral and this and that. Yes, but, but when you're past, Jesus didn't eat with sinners to say that he was tolerant of them. He ate with sinners because he was interested in them, because he loved them, not because he wanted to give them a pass for what they were doing. Um, and he obviously he did it perfectly. We're not so good. Um, but but, <laughs> but yeah, no, but we but we're doing no one any favors by saying, well, it's OK. We understand you have struggles and it's OK. And we're not doing anybody any favors by that. It's not getting anybody to heaven. It's not making anybody holier. It's not fulfilling christ's mission it's not the abundant life that christ wants to give them and it's not the freedom
0: that the son wants to give absolutely absolutely joe racinello
1: i sometimes when i present arguments um and that's what joe and i do on the show and on our social media show i try to step back and think about um a, was it effective, and B, what's the disconnect between myself and the other party that may not agree with me? And I right. think circling back to, to your chastity discussion, which, I, by the way, I completely agree with, I was thinking, and as I was contemplating it, I think the disconnect is this. Unless you're grounded in the idea that life is and your journey to god requires sacrifice Christ sacrificed for us this is an undeniable fact in order to get to heaven one must sacrifice if you're not grounded in that idea whether you're catholic or not you're not going to embrace any of it you're not going to embrace the idea of chastity you're not going to embrace the idea of celibacy outside of marriage you're not going to embrace the idea that you can't contracept and you have to be open to life and you're not going to embrace the idea if you have a same-sex attraction you shouldn't explore it you see that's the disconnect that there is no other way to heaven other than embracing the cross of jesus christ and if you don't embrace that idea the conversation ends and that's why the conversation ends you know i'll just use an example in my own marriage i'll be very forthright my wife has had five c-sections she's 41 years old the last c-section to be honest with you was not advised what if she gets pregnant again my wife could die like 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 you have to think about this like like am i going to put my wife's health in danger like that could require certain right. right now we're practicing natural family planning as a result. Could we, will we be open to life down the road? Well, I guess we'll cross that road when we do, but it's a sacrifice right, in marriage between a man and a woman. And that's what people won't embrace your thoughts on that. Because I think that's where the conversation ends. People are like, yeah, whatever. I'm not doing that.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. and, and, it, it if we are if, if and and that's a great example of a conversation that you have within marriage and a great example of uh really putting the church's teaching you know to 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 good use you know they 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 and for people who don't know natural family planning that is using the the, the woman's biological um uh indicators to uh only have sex during during the times when she is least likely to conceive it's not contraception because we're not stopping anything and and i can tell you that within my own marriage using nfp we have still conceived um you know on, on 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 more than one occasion um, you know there were you know miscarriages and things like that, but uh, but it, but it's you are we are always have to remain open to life, have that conversation. Uh, you know our wives are not you know given to us to 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 do with as we please, nor are we given to our our, our to, nor are uh, are we given to our wives for them to do as they please. You know it, it is if every marital act has to be an expression of love and ultimately open to life. If we can't fulfill that, then it it is not a lawful or illicit sexual act. If it is not at least potentially open to life, it it has to allow for God's plan in there one way or the other.
1: And and NFP also, just to stress it, isn't contraception because you can't use it. Here's another thing. You can't use it as contraception. Two priests have advised my wife and I on that as well. You always – you see, I'm just using these – there's rules for everybody. Right. And you have to
0: accept them. Joe Rasinello, there you go using that naughty word, rules, again, okay? That, that, those, those, no, that, maybe, word, that word's going to be banned in American it's culture. It's boundaries.
1: You, you see, this is like boundaries. And here's the other thing. If there's cheap grace and grace. When you do things in accordance to God's will – Your relationship is blessed. That goes for people, to be honest with you, who have a same-sex attraction. You'll be happier. You see, we're not as a society, and I'm going off track right now, and I'm going to keep it short. We don't believe that God can make us happy in marriage, in the single life, in any life. But when we do things the way he asks us to, you will be happy. That doesn't mean it's easy.
2: Right. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and it's, uh, even within marriage, there's, there is a discernment thing with the, with NFP, uh, you know, why, why, well, why is it that you're not, because, because we know that, that God has made our bodies as men to, 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 produce fruit to to have fruitful to to have uh children to to fill the earth with children god is a god of life so when we use nfp well why do we use nfp we have to really discern that you know the couple has to discern that because so that it doesn't just become a contraceptive mentality um but the ultimately even with that you know it's still the 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 idea that we have to sacrifice for each other and we have to sacrifice our lives the way christ sacrificed you know as husbands we sacrifice our our ourselves for our wives as christ sacrificed himself for the church is like we find in ephesians and and that's where i i think just to reiterate what you said that's where we lose it the we, we we miss the sacrificial aspect of life you know we think that we are entitled to be always happy i mean even our lady when she appeared in the lords you know said i can't promise you i'll make you happy here um, uh, you know, but I can promise you I'll make you happy in the next world. Um, and that that's the that's the key, you know, and and, and there there are people and there's also the, the difference between joy and happiness, having joy even in the midst of rough conditions or painful conditions.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, talk talk about trying to get through to a culture that doesn't want to hear anything about struggle and sacrifice. Um and that's again AJ Benjamin joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. That's a whole other conversation and we hope to have you back and we'll have that conversation. Absolutely. Let's finish this, let's finish this one up. We have a couple minutes left. Um we know there's a group out there. We mentioned Courage, uh same-sex attracted people who are who who, who put Christ first in their lives and and are striving uh to live a chaste life uh you're you have a website the silent night k-n-i-g-h-t the silent night.net which helps men with same-sex attraction talk to uh for a couple minutes aj talk to our audience about what it is you do there
2: well that's just basically a website for anybody out there who might be struggling um we obviously uphold All of the church's teachings, I tried to put some resources there, Um, some writings that I've done outside the book. There's some samples of the book reviews, things like that. And it's also there's a contact me page. And if anybody is looking to connect, you know, that's the way to do it. Uh, Just go to the about me section and I usually respond within a day or two. Um, so that's really, it's just just an internet presence if anybody happens to be searching and, 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 it, and, it, and it works. I mean, every once in a while, you know, people will will write in and we're, we're able to talk things through. So just that I, I, my thing is that the worst thing about same-sex attraction is the feeling of loneliness and isolation. I have had so many people who have been in the gay lifestyle say, well, I went into the gay lifestyle because I just didn't find love and acceptance in the church. And yet there's you really can't argue that, you know, that they're they're being they're going to these communities because that's where they're being accepted. If we're not doing it as a church, another group will, you know, and that that's that's the main thing. So that's my main goal is to just put forth a loving but but firmly orthodox Catholic presence out there. Tell people my story. And if there's anything I can do to help walk with them on their own, that's really what we're all about.
0: AJ Benjamin there's there's one thing and and unfortunately we have to bring the conversation to an end I think that that's where the balance is I, we mentioned earlier about exempting ourselves from the moral law. I think the balance is those who, let's say in this particular case, um, let's say they're leading a sinful lifestyle, let's say the act, the action, the, the homosexual lifestyle, okay? But those of us in the church have to remember, okay, and this is where the balance come in. Yes, there's a level of humility on the part of all sinners to, to look for, uh, you know, Jesus and his forgiveness. We have to remember, too. We can't exempt ourselves and say, oh, well, your, your sin is special. No, no, no. If you're cheating on your wife, if you're withholding wages from your workers, okay, and a whole host of other things, okay, you're going to hell too. Right. So I think that's what we right. need to emphasize to people. Don't shun somebody who's, who's actively seeking the mercy of Jesus Christ because their sin happens to be homosexuality. How about you pray a rosary together for all of your sins? That's what what I would say. AJ, I'm sorry to have gone, but we have to leave it there. AJ Benjamin, thank you so much for joining us here at The Frontline with Joe and Joe. I'm sure we're going to have you back. Go out and buy AJ's book, When the Sun Freeze you, a Catholic man's journey of healing from same-sex attraction. Thank you for listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial. Follow Joe and I on social media at the Frontline TV, the Frontline TV primarily on YouTube. And remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.